0: Sairam, Manoj sir, Namaskar Namaskar. and a warm welcome to everyone once again to our June Swarstravan session. So without further ado, let me turn it over to Manoj sir for his presentation. So who do we have in store for us today, Manoj sir? Thank you so much Seshadri ji and Namaskar everyone and welcome to all on June 11th for episode number 32 of Swarashravan. And uh, today, it is a turn of a female vocalist, Vidushi as we call them. Right? So an extremely legendary vocalist. Now, before I start talking about her, I'm going to play a recording of her, which I'm sure just like I used to hear in my childhood early in the morning on radio. There used to be a program on Vivid Bharti in Mumbai called Vandanwar at 6 30 in the morning which would play all devotional songs. And one of the most prominent devotional songs that used to be played in that program is this one, the one that I'm going to play. And that will introduce us to our artist for today.
1: Violent, so I'm just going to play a couple of lines of the of, of, of,
0: song. So here we go. Thank <laughs> you. There you go. That was the song that I was talking about. kumhar se tu kya runde mohe Ek din aisa hoega, main tohe. Legendary songs. In fact, later on, of course, uh, I came to know that it was Kabir Das Pad and you know all those details. But just the tune and these words, especially these two lines and some of the other lines. We will be listening to this song later on fully during the course of our session but it is this legendary singer about whom we are going to talk today and whom are we talking about right now I wonder if any one of you have uh, taken a guess. It is none other than Vidushi Lakshmi Shankar Ji. Yes, Vidushi Lakshmi Shankar is our uh, esteemed maestro for today, the legendary artist and uh, an artist who sang all kinds of genres ranging from pure classical to tumri to a few Bollywood songs along with her collaboration with Western Musicians. So, without further delay, let's listen to her first pure classical music composition. And we will be listening to her sing one of the most popular legendary rags, classic rags, a maharag as we call it, rag Bhupali so she'll be doing a vilambit ektaal daya mo- mohesham followed by drut fast composition also in ektaal so here we go vidushi lakshmi shankarji with rag thupali
1: item item, item left audio track Closing stocks. FaceTime reminders. Help. Dot. Page one of three. Uh, page two. Page three. Of YouTube. S- Itab. Bl- o oh player. Button. Button. Zero five hyphen Kabir Badan hyphen Madiq. Seven eight five eight eight zero. Comma three of three. We hyphen feed close. Button. 0. Clo- zero two hyphen Rock. 01 hyphen Rock. bookily period mp. Select slash speech off.
2: Okay.
3: Yeah. (laughs) i <laughs> Yeah.
4: Re 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 good, Finance,
3: I got
4: finances, studying, and got up. I got up, 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 I Tarega mm.
3: Thank you. I
0: Wow. Wasn't it so amazing? So that was that was Vidushi Lakshmi Shankarji presenting for us rag Bhupali. And interestingly, uh, I think one of the attendees asked a very interesting question just now. Did she reach the higher higher sa? Yes, she did, absolutely. And uh, uh, so. Uh, there were lots of facets of her gaiki that we saw in this, right? So, just to give a brief background of hers, she learnt under the tutelage of Ustad Abdul Rahman Khan Sahab uh, who basically followed a combination of Patiala Gharana and Kirana Gharana, right? So. So the feature of Patiala Gharana is that you know they don't sort of stay on every swar. They like to constantly move around and you know keep uh, doing those subtle variations on every note. So there is not a very gradual progression but it's a very flowing, free flowing rendition of swars. That's the feature of Patiala Gharana. And the feature of Kirana Gharana is that the raga is elaborated gradually. Now, of course, I played a very short clipping of this raga that we heard just now, but it's a long, a good 45 minutes long recording that you can hear fully on YouTube. So uh, that's the feature of Kirana Gharana. And the other feature of Kirana Gharana is In the olden times, of course, it's not that prevalent in today's times, but uh, during the time of Lakshmi Shankarji, the antara was not given that much of importance. So if you listen to the badakhyal that we heard just now, she sang the sthai and the antara right at the beginning of her presentation itself, which is not normally the case today you sing the sthai, you elaborate in the sthai, gradually you go up the scale and then once you are in the higher octave, that's when you sing the antara, right? So, But traditionally Kirana-Gharana singers have not given that much importance to antara, that is their feature, right? They like to sort of delve more into the rag by way of singing swars and not really uh caring too much about the words right so that is a feature of kirana gharana of course as i said with the changing times every gharana has evolved and now of course everybody tries to take the best from the other gharanas so that they can have a wonderful amalgamation of various styles of music uh, whereby they can then make their own style right so so that was rag bhoop from Lakshmi shankarji and of course we saw her range initially she went all the way down to lower girl and towards the end as we heard she went all the way up to the higher, higher Sa, right, so, and of course, the other very interesting thing that I'm sure all of you must have noticed is the clarity of her words. Now, many a times in Hindustani music, singers sometimes don't necessarily pronounce the words very clearly, so sometimes we fail to understand what the words of the composition are, but with Lakshmi Shankarji, because she has sung other genres of music in which the literature is given a lot of importance, she uh, makes sure that the words are very clearly heard, right? So, but an amazing presentation of Rag Bhopali. The next one is an interesting Rag, it's called Rag Dhani. Uh, now, Dhani is very similar to the more popular Rag Bhimpalas. Uh, let's just see a quick difference between the two. Let me sing for you Bhimpalas, which I'm sure all of you know. Nisagamapani <speaking> sa. Sani Dha Pa Sama That is Bhimpalas in which the note Ma is the central swar. Now Dhani is sung in two ways but the common thing is instead of Ma, Ga is the central note. So, Sa Gama Pani Sa Sa Ni ma Ga Sa. Now, this is one way of singing Dhani. So, if you notice, I skipped Re and Dha coming down, right? In Bhimpala's. I sang Sani Dha Pama gadesa, and this one, Sani Pama Gare Sa, so, and, and of course the second way of singing Dhani is that some singers do sing Re while coming down also, Sani pama gare, sa gare so a, a slight touch of Re. But the composition that we are going to listen from Lakshmi Shankarji is the one uh, in which she sings the first uh, style of Dhani that I sang for you without the ray, totally. Right? So, saani pa ma ga ni ga sa pa ni sa ga. See the halt on ga. Ga ma ga ga ma pa. Mapani mapani pa maga saga So that is Rag Dhani, also referred to as Dhani counts by some singers. So let's listen to Lakshmi Shankarji singing a composition in Madhyalay Jhaptal ten beats cycle. Here we go. Rag. Dhani.
1: Speech on. File info. two hyphen Ragdhani dhani period mp3 comp. Select. Speech off.
3: e uh-huh.
0: no That was ragdhani, Dhani. Very interesting rag, right? So, uh, do listen to this um, on YouTube and not just Vidoshi uh, Lakshmi Shankarji, but so the other uh, aim of all these sessions that we present for you is to also introduce you to some of these less popular rags that you can always listen to, right? So, the um, Dhani now yes so thank you so much for that i i was just about to mention that that shuddha dhanyasi in carnatic music absolutely thank you so much for that um, so the next one is manch kamaj the raag that we are going to listen to is manch kamaj which basically is just like kamaj but taking the Ma as Sa. So this is your Sa, Sa, almost like Murchana, right? That we talk about in our music in which you change the basic key, but you still play the same keys, right? So so sa nisa sa ni sa ni sa sa ni sa ma ma sa ni pa ni sa ma Sani Varnidasa That is Manch Khamaaj So in which we are going to listen to a thumri The semi-classical genre Like I mentioned, Rashmi Shankarji was So proficient in all the various genres That she sang, so this is one such Composition based on rag Manch Kamaj set to a fourteen beats cycle tal deep chandi. So let's listen to this.
1: Speech on. Violent zero three hyphen Rodmanj speech off.
0: Uh Uh-huh. That was Rag Manch Khamaj. It's a beautiful rendition, isn't it? And if you notice you know, the way she expressed the mood of the words with the swars, right? The combination that she sang. Just so wonderful to listen to and so melodious. And as I said before, the pronunciation so crystal clear. Uh, so that was Manch Khamaj. Now, The most interesting part, the interview. This was incidentally taken in 1979 when she was on a tour to the US. This was taken in Chicago for one of the radio stations. So let's listen to a few excerpts.
1: Speech on, 504-interview period MP3, speech off.
5: You yourself began as a dancer?
1: Yes. Hmm.
6: I, uh, you see, I started learning uh, from the age of eight, and I learned Bharatnatyam, which is the South Indian classical dance. And uh, I thought I was going to be a dancer, but uh, uh, later on, I fell ill and I had to give up dancing. And I was interested in music right from my childhood. And so I asked the doctors, could I switch over to music? So he gave me the permission to go ahead and that is when i started to learn music and in india you know uh, we learn whether it's dance or music right from a tender age like 5 or 6 when mm. i was quite old i was almost 25 and i gave up dancing and i had to write, uh, start right from the scratch mm. and i was even worried whether i could do it in such a short while but uh,
5: is it often the case since you said uh, you start from childhood on the mu- music for the indian child who becomes the musician mm-hmm. is it also a family heritage too passed from yes, one generation a, it there? is
6: a family heritage but it's not really necessary mm-hmm. any child who is talented enough could mm-hmm. learn music
5: Do you speak of you as the as north indian mm-hmm. vocalist is there a basic i'm sure there's cultural difference, north and south yeah. a musical difference in india Yeah,
6: there is basically cultural difference and the there's a big difference in the music too like South Indian music is called the Carnatic music. Carnatic. Yeah, and North Indian music is called the Hindustani
5: Hindustani. Music.
6: And now the basic, uh, till the 13th century, both the music had lots of similarities. But after that, you know, there was a Muslim and or Persian influence in the Hindustani or North Indian classical. There's
5: Persian and Muslim and Hindustani uh, the, at that time, 13th century yeah. conflicts and yeah. invasions. Right
6: so the uh, hindustani music sort of uh, you know went uh, different from the carnatic music but the carnatic music has stayed in the same way so and the forms started changing with the change in the well, like, with the muslim influence
5: and uh, the singer mm-hmm. the, the singer the vocalist is the basis of all yeah indian vocal Khajit.
6: music is the basis of all indian music whether it's north or south And essentially, we start learning vocal music from the beginning and then people switch over to instruments like flute or violin or sitar. So it is the
5: voice, the human voice that becomes the basis for all the instruments.
6: Absolutely. And uh, uh, like it was so in, uh, in the, you know, like early 13th century, whatever they sang was played in instruments too. Because after the 13th century, when Kyal came to perform, uh, you know, Khyal, which is the Muslim. Yeah, thing, so imagination. Um, but the sitar still plays the old traditional way of Drupad. And whereas singing uh, Kyal is little different from uh, Drupad. And so instruments still follow the vocal music. Mm-hmm. And in South India, of course, it's completely vocal music, whether it's uh, played on flute or instrument like veena or so violin
5: these are impressions in a sense of, of evocations of the human voice right. through the instrument and now there's a tape we'll hear this this piece, piece we're going to hear the, the raga mishra pahadi yeah this one.
6: that's also a uh, tumri which is a light classical variety and mishra pahadi means it's a raga mishra means mixed and mm-hmm. pahadi is a tune of the hills So this is where I told you that uh, we have the freedom to mix any ragas we want, although it's based on a particular raga like Pahadi. And when I start improvising, I improvise word by word. I mean, every word is, you know, uh, said in a different mood.
5: For example, before we hear it, Mm -hmm. like consider a word, one of the words from the song, and how will you treat it differently?
6: Right. Like, um, now when we say chodo um, Gagariya it says it's uh, it expresses the mischievous pranks of Krishna and the uh, gopi says, oh Krishna, why don't you leave my pot I I have to go to the river to bring water and he's you know teasing her so when she says please leave my pot I want to go to the river said chodo, Gagariya sham
3: Gagariya chordo Gagariya chordo
6: Choro sham Entreaty, uh-huh. you know. So this is a Tim Tumri. Uh, are, um, uh, Really, I mean, it's a test on any singer mm. because it uh, needs a that's real the lot test. of improvisation. And so there you
5: are, the words, so you grace notes and variation Everything. and things. And
6: feelings so. and emotions. Absolutely and variety. free. So you,
5: this can go on indefinitely. Mm-hmm. I mean,
6: Right.
0: Oh, that was just so amazing, wasn't it? Um, so just, just before this, we heard the Tumri, and that's exactly what she was talking about as to what Tumri is all about. And, uh, and, of course, the example that we heard just now, just so insightful, and of course, she spoke about uh, the styles of music and ho- how it evolved and very uh, educative interview. And uh, of course, she uh, spoke a-, a lot about and, and, and in fact, she demonstrated quite a lot, which obviously we cannot play due to lack of time, but it was uh, just so beautiful that she explained uh, as to how tumri is sung and so on and so forth and as she said she was about to be a dancer and thankfully she became a musician for all of us to listen to and appreciate her music. So just so wonderful. So now let's listen to the legendary bhajan about which I talked in the beginning. Uh, growing up, one of the f- few songs that we used to hear on the radio in the morning. Let's listen to it fully now. The Kabir Bhajan, Mati Kahe Kumhar Se, based on Rak Pahadi that Lakshmi Shankarji just talked about.
1: Speech on. 05-Kabir Bhajan-Mati. Speech off. कुआं की कहे
3: لوہ غتم ہوئی جا
0: Some of these songs, like, you just keep listening to them over and over again. Even after like a million years, I think they will still sound fresh, right? So, just one of these songs. So, as always, we conclude with rag Mishra Bhairavi, in which Lakshmi Shankarji is going to present for us another very popular Meera Bhajan, Matja Jogi. Let's listen to it. for that
1: speech on phyllis list icon play inbox slash inbox heading inbox phyllis list 06 hyphen rock hyphen mirror badge speech off <laughs>
3: ja yeah.
0: Wow. Wow. Let's all salute and pay our obeisance to this legendary singer doshi Lakshmi Shankarji and let's listen to more of her and several other singers uh, whom we miss listening to. And there's so much that we can learn from all these singers. Uh, musically, and of course, also from their journey, right? So thank you so much to all those who attended this session. And for episode number 33, we will be all getting together on the second Sunday of July, which is July 9th at uh, i guess it'll be 12 noon eastern because we'll confirm the time uh, closer to the date but the date is fixed sunday july 9th thank you so much and happy listening namaskar thank
2: you. Very much.